0: Dear Imani. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of Dear Imani. I'm your host Imani, obviously. Clearly we are back in the studio and I'm so excited for today because I have a very special guest. This person is a future lawyer, a pageant queen. She is a body positive mogul in my opinion. (laughs) She's a model. You've probably seen her on Fashion Nova. She works with Savage Fenty, Rihanna's lingerie brand. So she's really that girl. And we're going to be talking about a lot of important topics today. Things that are important to me and to her. So I'm super excited that you're going to learn something and feel something from this episode 100%. So without further ado, please welcome to Deary Money Podcast, Emma Maloney. Yeah. Hey, girl.
1: Hi. I'm so excited. We were able to make this work. We connected like, what, a year ago? Yeah. And
0: I've adored you ever since. So uh, I'm so, so, so excited I'm so excited to have you here. And it's so funny about the internet because we've never like been together in person, but Mm -hmm. I feel like we're like just friends like that. <laughs> just because no, I totally media. agree.
1: And like, I have met like some of the coolest people through social media. Cause it's like people that are doing things that you care about and you like, and you support and you're like, okay, we live across the country, but it's
0: fine. Yes. Yeah. And we share like mutual friends. So yeah. I know one day we'll meet up and one day she'll be in LA and she'll come in studio and be right next to me, but she's my first yeah. virtual guest. So this is super fun. I'm like, Looking at where do I look? So if you see me looking, that <laughs> you're my first virtual guest. So it's new, but this is so exciting. Thank you for joining me again. So I did like a cute little intro for you, explaining all the my awesome, gosh. crazy things that you do. So for you to give the, you know, get the mic, you just explain to us about things that you do, especially starting with. Actually, I'll just start first. Okay, you are in school to be a lawyer, right? Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the questions. So we'll just jump to that. Someone wanted okay. to know, like, what, it, um, what kind of lawyer are you trying to be, and then also, what made you want to go into that?
1: So I was so passionate. I got my um, undergrad degree in both criminal justice and psychology,
0: and I was really passionate
1: about pursuing criminal law and practicing criminal law. But um, as I've been in law school and working at the public defender's office in Illinois. I honestly am not sure what kind of law I want to practice at the moment. I currently work at a civil justice um, clinic in Illinois, and that clinic helps domestic violence survivors, um, as well as trust and estate uh, clients. So I've gotten to experience a lot of different kinds of law that all have so much value. So I I'm not, I cannot say for certain right now, to be honest, but I know I have to decide fairly soon. (laughs) That's okay. You can
0: always change your mind. Um, Right. How much school is that? Like, how long do you have to go to school to do that?
1: So I have my bachelor's degree. So that was four years. Um, And then my law school is three years. Um, Sometimes super accelerated programs. You can do it in two, Um, a little bit slower programs, four years. Um, But typically it's three.
0: Oh, okay like my, yeah. right okay so, total of seven damn that, <laughs> that is that's a lot that's a lot especially with everything else you do like school is just when I think about school I'm like I couldn't even imagine doing it longer than what mm-hmm. we you know quote-unquote had to do it is right. just so kudos to you for doing it all the way <laughs> so it's a lot yeah sure. that's a lot um, on the next question about that to wrap this up was what advice would you have for someone who is thinking about going to law school? I
1: would say definitely focus on your reason why. Um applying to law school is a huge undertaking. And if preparing feels like a lot, like that is going to be your next three years or however long your program is, and being a lawyer is a lot. It's a lot of work. Um so be ready to work hard, but if you are passionate about it, you care about it, and you truly want to go to help people and care about the law, you can do it. Um, also, preparing for the LSAT, you have to take the law school preparatory examination um, prior to applying, along with your um, letters of recommendation, all the other things applying. So just you know, get your ducks in a row and get ready to apply. And you know, I. I always tell people this. I did not get in on my first time I applied. So don't let any setback keep you per-
0: like from continuing to pursue it because
1: you can always keep trying.
0: Awesome. Well, whoever asked that question, I hope that helped you out, especially the part where you talked about, you know, wanting to help others. And that's like a perfect segue to advocating. So why I really wanted you here and like for us to have this conversation was because you have a huge platform that you talk about like body positivity and body image especially when it comes to the pageant world and um oh i didn't mention in her intro she is a pageant title holder herself you are <laughs> a miss earth eco right yeah yes yeah. so she has always been breaking barriers and just speaking up for what's right and that's like the prime um thing that we want to talk about on today's podcast but i do want to talk about you being a lawyer at first because Hello, bad bitch things. I mean, like,
1: and i got the blazer on. And yeah, advocate. yeah. You're right. giving
0: lawyer vibes. And, and, you know, like, kind of like Kim, you know, Kim K trying to be a lawyer, right? Trying to yes, be a lawyer. And I
1: totally am vibing with that. Yes.
0: I'm like, like yeah, baddies in the corporate world, you know, lawyer world. So I love mm-hmm. that. Um, so when it comes to advocating, since you had mentioned, like wanting to help helping others, you use your mm-hmm. platform to talk about body pos- positivity. So why yes. was that so important for you to do that?
1: I think there's a couple reasons. And the biggest reason um, that is shared the most is like on my social media. when I talk about it, it's just my own personal wanting to be the representation that I always wanted to see. Um, I started competing in pageants. I actually just made a post about it the other day, right after Miss USA, I started competing and I quickly saw who was being crowned and I quickly saw who was doing well in pageants. And I loved the atmosphere. I loved the women I was meeting. I loved that I was finally around women uh, that had the same goals and ideals and were just really incredible women. I think we can both agree that women in pageantry are like no other. Yes. And I was like, why should body size be a setback in this huge community of women that's empowering each other? Like that shouldn't be the only thing that is like keeping people out because your body size can be determined by so many things and it's not always indicative of health so that was a big thing because i wanted to just be the representation that i wanted to see and believe that would be so beneficial to pageantry and women that watched it Um, the second reason um i have talked about it's just not talked about as frequently um, is my sister was hospitalized for a very severe eating disorder my freshman year of college And seeing her and everything that kind of led to her developing this eating disorder, one of those being media and what is seen and the pressures that are put on women and just how sick she was really just put it home for me. Like this is a really important message that people need to be seeing no matter what size you are, that you need to love and celebrate yourself and you don't need to go to these horribly extreme lengths
0: to change yourself. Yeah, and I think so many people, one, need to hear that. And even though we're gonna get into talking about pageantry and um, representation in that field specifically, this conversation mm-hmm. is something that so many people, especially girls and women, need to hear and to talk about because I think so many of us face like ha- viewing our body a certain way or comparing ourselves just because of the media or even your own family members, our little microaggressions that are said, you know, growing up yeah. or whatever the case may be at a constant state, we're looking at our body. There's like, I honestly feel like there's like almost like not a date that goes by, especially being in the entertainment business. Like we both are that you aren't like thinking about your body in some regard. And so my next question was, do you remember a time when you first recognized your body? Like when you're a kid, you're just playing, you're living your best life. Right. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you realize you have a body and you don't, you want to change something. You know what I mean? Whether it's something someone said, or you saw it on media. So do you have a, remember a time when you really recognized your body?
1: Um, I think that I was always kind of the extra confident girl. Like there are pictures of me in ballet class, everyone's playing and I'm like squatting all the way down to the floor, like grabbing the back of my legs in this extra outfit, like in my mom's heels all the time. Like I was extra and I was confident. And I've always been confident. I think what did it for me was when I was, I don't know, maybe 11 or 12, um, one of my parents told me that they thought I was really fat, that um, you know, I needed to change myself, I was not good enough for like how I was. Um, and then it would kind of just be this lifelong battle with them of me not being what I was supposed to look like. And being told that I could never achieve the things that I wanted to achieve because of my body. Um, So that was really the big wake-up call for me. I, because of just my personality, I didn't experience um, bullying Mm -hmm. to that level. I think a lot of people think, okay, she's bigger. She must have been bullied. But I wasn't. I mean, I was a varsity cheerleader all throughout high school. Um, And yeah, I was bigger on the team and like I was cognizant of that especially with everything else um but I just I didn't feel that I didn't feel I feel that sense of bullying and feeling like just that <laughs> the feelings that come with it right. until I started being shared more on the internet and people coming to my page and I'm like oh my goodness so it was yeah yeah I it,
0: mean people always got a lot to say on the internet <laughs> They always do they always do yeah yeah mine was i would say so i grew up running track and then Uh i also grew up dancing at the same time so Mm -hmm. i remember specifically i was in ballet class i think and um my ballet teacher was like oh you should probably like stop running track because it's gonna make you like bulky (laughs) um like my legs bulky and i was like that was probably the first time when i like was like oh like i didn't really recognize that the body had to be different or look a certain way um, for me to be able to do the two things that I like to do. So that that was probably the first time where I really recognized that, which is sad because you're a little girl, basically. You are a little girl at that point and someone's telling you that you should stop doing something that you love because your body might turn out a certain way that's deemed as inappropriate for that field. So
1: um, Exactly. mm
0: -hmm.
1: What's so upsetting about that too is that like it's not even simply pointing out, oh, like this is unattractive because, oh, it's associated with bad health or anything like that. Like it's literally muscle from you taking care of yourself and doing an activity, like a healthy activity. And somehow that is categorized as not appropriate and not attractive, which is
0: incredibly mind blowing. Right. And I think that's the message where people have to really try to figure out like how to debunk that because mm-hmm. even now people even though we're moving into more of a progressive society as we like to think so and we've seen yeah. a lot of changes happening in society and including like the modeling industry and whatnot there's still yeah. that something that's still there because when we think about i would feel like you know fashion novas and those kind of brands our Instagram kind of brands, I feel like have been a lot more progressive when it comes to race, sexuality, size. But when you mm-hmm. think about, we just all kind of watched, what, what, Milan or Paris Fashion Week? Mm-hmm. I feel like in those realms, it's still so far behind. Like when, right. it you know, so. And the only
1: plus size model is like the famous plus size model. It's Ashley Graham and that's all you saw. Right. And it's like, okay, so you'll acknowledge that you know, plus size women are beautiful, but only if they are like the top of the top of like well known and have like the clout associated with it. Like the people will only be
0: acknowledged once they realize through others that they like bring the value, right. which is super backwards. Right. So you had mentioned kind of, I think you mentioned this before on your social media, how people Mm -hmm. think that because of your how you promote your platform and talk about body positivity and body image that you are somehow promoting like unhealthy eating or something like that, which is ridiculous because bodies are all even if we all follow the same diet, same exercise regime, we'd all come out different. So people don't even think when they even make comments like that. So tell me a little bit about that and like how what's your clapback or responses to those kind of people? Girl, <laughs> I, my, my, <laughs> my
1: mind is uh, like the first time I got that was after a video was shared at me competing at Miss Earth USA last year. And I'm like, oh, interesting. Because we have like as a society have such a misconstrued of what health, like idea of what health is. And we've assigned one look to health. And that if you talk to any dietitian, if you talk to any healthcare provider, like people that actually know these things, they'll tell you what you just said that the same person can do the same thing and everyone is going to look different. And it's kind of commonly like known in like the plus size modeling world. Like all plus size models are always posting that they're working out and stuff to prove that they aren't unhealthy and they're posting their meals because when you exist in a bigger body, it's like you have to prove that you're healthy. So my clap back is always, you don't know someone's health. Simply by looking at their body and all bodies are truly different. And I make a point to not share my workouts and my meals all the time, because I don't think I need to prove that.
0: Not at all. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Lizzo goes through that a lot because Lizzo is vegan and she works out often and clearly Mm -hmm. her stamina is top tier. Because she's performing,
1: playing, yeah, she's playing
0: the fl- playing. playing the flute, dancing her ass off, singing. She has real vocals live, right? And people are like, "Oh, she's unhealthy." I'm like, "Where? You're literally looking at her size and thinking that that's the like she's unhealthy." When everything that we've seen from her lifestyle is healthier than the average person that we know, and so right. the correlation that people view size with healthiness is just flat out wrong and the crazy part that goes into like pageantry as well, just because I, even for me, I'm like, Oh, I was at my most fit at Miss USA. And it's like, was I at my most fit or was I just the skinniest version of myself? That's the thing that I always have to question myself when I think about, I want to go back to my Miss USA way. It's like, why? What's really the reason it's Mm -hmm. your brain, you're messed Mm -hmm. up in the brain.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, and I hear that a lot of times from like other women that have competed it's like they, they imagine this, like they see the pictures of themselves and they see the videos and they're like, oh, wow, like that was my healthiest. And then they go, no, it wasn't. I was actually, I mean, probably not you, but I hear so many people say I was actually the most unhealthy mm-hmm. when I was that way. I was almost fainting. I wasn't eating every day. I was working out three times a day to mm-hmm. look like that. And then we see these women on the stage and you think, okay, that's the epitome of health. When in actuality,
0: a lot of these women, like this is what starvation looks like for them. Right. And we're and you're taught to like, oh, you should lose this amount of weight. Even when it comes to like, I'll say normal people world, not passionate world. Right. When you have a special event or something and I get having goals. Like I have goals for myself and I don't, and this yeah. conversation is of course, not anything about if you have a weight goal or something that you're trying to prepare for. You don't have to think of it like, you don't need to do that. If you have a goal, you have a goal. But we have this idea in our head that when we have something special to get ready for, whether it's a competition, an event, or even like your wedding, you're like, oh, I have to lose weight. And it's like, you don't have to lose weight to enjoy life. And I think that's something that people have to remember too, because I do it to myself to this day. Like I have a vacation next week and my brain is like, I need to lose five pounds before I go to the vacation. Girl, no, you don't. What are you? Why? You're exactly. just going to the next day over. What do you, you know, what do you, what's the point of that? Um, but mm-hmm. that especially happens in pageantry. Like, I think I had lost, I, I'm probably like 30 pounds, 35 pounds heavier than I was at Miss USA. Um, and that definitely takes adjusting, but it's something that you have to mentally tell yourself that y- you are letting, it's really the society and media that make you feel that way. And we'll get mm-hmm. into like pageantry and how, the re- lack of representation in that facet is just not existent at all. Um, but something kind of talking about body positivity on the flip side, do you think, have you, have you heard people talk about toxic body positivity? A little bit. Yes. And people kind of talk about how we, people spread this message of you always have to love your body and you should be thankful and happy in the skin that you're in at all times. And people's rebuttal mm-hmm. is like, well, I'm just not sometimes sometimes. So Mm -hmm. do you have a message or do people that feel like when they're just not happy in their body or in their skin at the moment?
1: Absolutely. I try to not even make them different things. I think when I spread like body positivity and I'm promoting body positivity, I am trying to promote the message that you don't need to change yourself to love yourself. Um, And that everybody, including me frequently has days that I don't feel good about something about myself. And it's about not feeling like you need to go to extreme lengths to change those things. And it's about still being able to live your life and do the things that you always wanted to do and not let that hate of your body hold you back. Mm -hmm. It's not that every moment is, oh my gosh, I love my body. It's great. Everything's perfect. Like, absolutely not. Like we are all insecure. We're all human. We have insecurities. Mm -hmm. It's not about feeling amazing all the time. It's about learning to live and love that your body changes and that you can still exist and be happy.
0: Exactly. Yes, I love that. I keep this sign here 100% bad bitch because even on your bad days, you're still 100% bad bitch, you know? So like, that's my constant reminder for myself even when I'm not feeling my best. <laughs> I'm like, and you're still that girl no matter what. Right. <laughs> um so kind of transitioning into pageantry. So, when did, first of all, when did you start doing pageants?
1: I started when I was 16 with National American Miss
0: we love shout out to Nam, all my Nam girls. Throw so back to Nam. <laughs> so you started with Nam. Okay, cool. And then when did you um can start competing in like what I call it's called like the big girl pageants, what like I know, whatever? I know. Yeah. I'm like I, the
1: first <laughs> adult pageant. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually competed at Miss Earth. It was called Miss Earth United States in twenty seventeen. That was my first big girl pageant. And I was not ready. I mean, I did the thing. But it's so different from, you know, something like Nam. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So that was just like the first time I, I went for it and then realized that it was super cool. And you met even, or they believe me, even cooler
0: women. And yeah, so I just kept going. Yeah. And you've, you've competed in, well, you're, you're currently right now Miss Earth Eco, but you've competed in the USA circuit. Um, and I remember watching that too. I was like, ah, yes. I literally ordered it to watch you do it. Uh, yeah, oh my- yeah. I literally, me and my I um, love you. my mom, I love you, me and my mom were in town and me and my boyfriend and my mom were watching it because you had like so much support too. like people were really like, okay, this girl is about to break the barriers because I, and we you've talked about this before too, I think in order for anything in society to move forward and to continue to be successful, they have to be have representation in all facets. Let's even throw it back to Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. Why is that not on air for the past couple years? Crickets, because Rihanna came through and she showed every single type of body, shade, disability, whatever the case may be. She has everyone on her platform, on her stage. And, also and people, people are see. so
1: here for it.
0: Yes. And that's like, where- If
1: that's not evidence enough, if mm-hmm. Victoria's Secret basically getting canceled isn't enough to see that people want representation, I don't know what is.
0: Yeah. I have no idea what is either. And that's what people want to see. So watching you on the USA stage and, you know, one is just so inspiring for so many people. So kudos to you for that. And so do you get, I know you get a lot of love. So what are like um, some things that people say to you that make you, you know, continue wanting to do what you do?
1: When I get off stage and there's a young girl that comes up to me and is in tears because she never thought she'd see someone that looked like her on stage, those moments, everything to me um and i get dms from all over the world and that is absolutely incredible i never thought i would reach people in other countries or even other states so seeing that impact is definitely why i keep going um, like specifically some messages um, i had a message from someone um in europe and she said that she had a baby like three years prior, um, hadn't worn a two-piece swimsuit for like years even before having her baby and never would have thought she would wear a two-piece. And she saw me in one and she's wearing a bikini to the beach for the first time. Like it's like little things like that, little stories and just like being able to help people see that there is beauty in themselves.
0: Yeah. Has been
1: why, for sure. That's so Beautiful girl.
0: You making change, okay? And you know kind of talking again about the lack of diversity when it comes to body image in pageantry. Um mm-hmm. you were like you didn't you make history at Miss Earth? Yes. Okay, let's tell me about that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> last year I was the first plus size person to place in the top 12 and then this year was crowned with the national title first plus size person to do that. So that was really incredible. I mean, when my name got called, they weren't able to zoom in on my face right when it happened, but I was just like,
0: yeah, like top five at miss earth. And if you guys aren't familiar with pageantry, like miss earth is another big circuit. So most people know miss USA or miss America or miss universe. Um, but Miss Earth is another huge circus, along with like Miss Grant International. So those are some of the, the pageants that you would hear of. But to make top five in Miss Earth is like a huge deal. That's a national pageant. So and then from there, um, oh, Miss Earth USA. And then go to, from there, you're going to Miss Earth if you were to win that. But that's the background of the pageant. But that is so cool. Top five Thank and like breaking girl. that barrier. So congratulations on that. Um, and then so they have, you know, been able to progress forward. But then the other big pageant, Miss USA, something that we're all very familiar with, has not done that yet or we haven't seen that. And granted, obviously, it's a a competition. So it's not necessarily like no one's asking for someone to crown someone just because. But Mm -hmm. I think where the issue lies when it comes to representation is you have to also have in your head that you're willing to do that in the first place. You know, like you don't have to just crown someone just because, but if your brain is like, well, I think a pageant girl should be at a certain size. So as soon as someone other than that comes on stage, you just completely discount their um, them as a title holder. So I think that's really where the issue is. So tell me about your experience with competing in a USA um, circuit and what that felt like and any backlash or anything like that.
1: So I think that's really important. The immediate discounting, A competitor, like that is something that I have resonated with, with every single plus size pageant competitor that I've spoken with that, okay, am I going to walk out that on that stage and be immediately discounted for no other reason? Mm -hmm. Like maybe my interview was the best. Maybe my walk is the best. Maybe my wardrobe is on point, but if it's size that is going to be the no, like you're automatically discounted. Um, As far as competing, and I think I'm able to take my personal experiences to really compare the two since I've done both. Um, And at Miss Earth USA, I competed against former Miss USA state title holders um, in places I did and competed just at a state USA pageant and didn't make top 20. I didn't even place at a state USA pageant. So I'm the same person. And I would say my performance was similar, but then it just shows that the willingness to
0: have that acceptance is just not there. Right. And if you step on stage and they're already like, "Mm, there's no way to, you can't outscore someone's like, um, basically like bad judgment. Like, you know, matter, like you said, no matter how good you. Bias. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, You can't outscore bias. And we've seen that when it comes to race as well. Like there was a time where, you know, black women step on stage and it's already like, Nope. Or if your hair wasn't having like a 20 inch weave and you were, you weren't, you were wearing a natural curly hair that was like, Nope. And we're just now getting to a point where that is socially accepted and applauded. And these, and these kind of women are winning. So that's like obviously great. But when it comes to representation and inclusion, there's other layers to that as well. And the lack, the one that's lacking is definitely body image. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was your experience with the USA um, circuit. So what are some things that you think, Miss USA specifically, since that's a very big circuit and something that we haven't seen that change in, what can they do to make sure that we start to see that in the future?
1: I think they need to first recognize it as something people want to see in pageantry because until that's recognized as something of value and nothing is going to change, the people that are in charge have to see that it's of value to the organization, which in my opinion, I believe yours as well, it would be immensely valuable to the organization. Mm-hmm. I think that it would open up the pageant industry to so many people that have said no to pageants before and it would bring a whole new audience. It would bring in a whole new layer of fans. And I think it's beyond needed. Um, As far as um, like how that would be implemented, it would have to like the state directors would need to be told like, because you can't compete at Miss USA if you don't win a state. Right. Um, So until the state directors are also in that same mindset and it's conveyed that this is something they want to see, it's not that you're saying to state directors, okay, crown someone that's plus size or crown someone that is handicapped in any way. It's saying we're not going to discount them for those things. We're not mm-hmm. going to not crown them for those things. Right. If they are, don't look at them and say, okay, I'm going to score you lower on interview, a score you lower on gown, score you lower on swimsuit because you have a different body or you are differently abled. Like it's just it's still keeping it fair. And I think that's what people think, oh, you're just going to be a sympathy crowning or it's going to be a sympathy title, but it's not that. It's just giving them a seat at the table for the opportunity
0: and equal chance. Yes, 100%. And my take on that too was like, I feel like when it comes to movements, even if we're taking it to like civil rights movement, anything, you have to mm-hmm. do the most, and we were talking about this off screen, yeah. you have to do the most in order for people to listen. So what mm-hmm. I mean by that is like I think Miss USA should be going out of their way to show that they truly want inclusion in that, that in that facet. Um just mm-hmm. because they should be posting about it. They should be reminding people that we want all kind of women to sign up for this state pageant, no matter what you look like, no matter what your background is, not just saying you know they do these like cute little moments on um the telecast, on the big screen mm-hmm. and they're like we love that, all the women. And it's like, that's to me, it's just, Breathe. yeah, it's like yeah. Blanket, blanket statements. It's like, you can't just say that, but then time after time, everyone looks the same over and over again, or everyone thinks they have to look the same over and over again. So I think they need to go out of their way to make sure women feel comfortable to even step foot on that stage, no matter what they look like. And that's going to take work for them to do that. And like we talk about, to me, that's the only way this pageant will continue to grow Mm -hmm. and we'll get into like other miss usa stuff too but when i think about it i've started pageants when i was five so to me like i love pageantry and everything it stands for i've never really had a negative experience but what i do know is that the job of a title holder in today's time is basically an influencer in 2020 what we learned was that everyone has a voice and can be an advocate so Mm -hmm. everyone was like you know posting clips of you know, Black Lives Matter things and and petitions to sign to really try to make change in our society. So check that is something that everyone else can do, be an advocate. So what's the next thing that a pageant title holder or a Miss USA has to offer? What okay, beauty? Every everyone's a bad bitch now. You scroll, it's like sixteen year olds looking like wow, like, <laughs> like yeah. they're it. You know, so it's like everyone is so beautiful now, especially. Uh, everyone's maybe always been beautiful, but we see it in her face every single day. Mm-hmm. So that is something that doesn't separate a Miss USA or pageant title holder anymore. So then it's like, what is it? And that's the hard time where I'm like, okay, I don't know where pageantry can really grow from here if influencers exist. And to me, the only way that is, is to get up, get caught up with the times and crown people that people want to see crowned, point blank, Period.
1: Period. Literally, period. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like you see these brands, like we talked about, like Savage, Fenty. Yes, How, like everybody buys from them. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves them. So that's like one small like company that you're able to see actual like proof that people want to see this. Yes, if there's any confusion. In pageantry like about people not wanting to see it and of course there's going to be haters there's always haters um there's going to be the handful of pageant fans that are like no i want the traditional look mm-hmm. but that's every time that you make change in society right and i'm sure they were saying the same thing about including races in pageantry
0: yeah and it, it's one of those things where you just have to do it like when i think of, when i look at Zosie and how she had like a buzz cut after that, yes. I saw uh, so many women compete with a buzz cut. And even for yes. myself, like I started after I went to Miss USA and braids, I saw mm-hmm. other women compete, even on like National American Miss stages, compete with braids. It's because yes. when someone does it, you instantly feel like, wait, I can do that. I can do it. So they just need one. They just need somebody to do it or they mm-hmm. need to make sure it happens. It's them. They need to make sure it happens therefore more women will feel comfortable to even do that. So one of the questions that I had got was what are your thoughts on swimwear as a part of the competition in the pageant world in today's time?
1: So this is something that I have talked to a lot of people about, especially pageant girls, because I love competing in swimsuit and people are always like, Oh my gosh, you do. And yes, I do. Because I model swimsuits. I work with swimsuit brands. Um, your collaborations. And yeah, I feel confident in a swimsuit. So that's, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I don't think the answer is getting rid of swimsuit. The answer is changing how it's scored. Don't say some blanket statement. We're judging fitness because we all know what that means. They're just judging your body size for the most part. And we need to change swimsuit to confidence, poise, um, energy, personality, um, because that's what modeling likes to see. So, why would that not be in pageantry? Why is it we're judging this like ambiguous fitness by just like looking at you in a swimsuit?
0: Which is crazy to me because when have you seen um, a title holder in a swimsuit after they win? Never. Never. It's not unless a, they're
1: modeling. Unless
0: they're modeling. It's like and they're it's just in- not a part of the job. So no. I never understood why, I, I love the swimsuit competition, but I guess I never understood why the body size mattered so much just because it's not even seen after that in, at all anyway. So mm-hmm. my take is the exact same take as you. So Miss America, which is not the same as Miss USA, by the way, you guys, um, took away different, different passions, um, took away their swimsuit competition some years ago. And their argument for that was that it was um, something, make it made it more inclu- inclusive. And to me, I was like, I thought that was very disrespectful because I think what you're actually saying is that bigger bodies don't d- belong in a swimsuit or a two-piece bikini on stage. So therefore, let's just take the competition away. Instead mm-hmm. of saying, we're, gonna, we're keeping, we're having swimsuit because we want all bodies to be on the stage in a, in a bikini not just taking away the competition. So I feel like they messed up with that. And that's where people yeah. get it confused. Like that's why I love the the statement how people say all bodies are swimsuit bodies or all bodies are beach bodies. Yeah. Because is your is your body swimsuit ready? That just did you put on a bikini? Then it's, it's ready. ready. <laughs> like
1: ready. It's ready, ready to go. To
0: go. <laughs> go to the beach girl. Like it's really not that it's not that deep. <laughs> it's
1: not and it's so funny because it's like okay then are you still subconsciously judging people for their size too when they're in gown or in their interview outfit? Because mm-hmm. that also happens. So it's like not like eliminating this area of competition is not going to change people's bias. Like you need to change who your judging panel is, you need to change what your criteria for a queen is instead of just taking away an area of competition. Right.
0: And I think it's up to for any organization, it's up to the organization to change that to change the people's mind. People are like sheep, honestly. So Mm -hmm. once you normalize something, it normalizes Mm -hmm. it for the rest of society. So something that I think about is like Disney. If say you take a princess, like Princess Tiana, she's the only black princess. And if they're like, oh, we don't have a lot of her merch out because her movie didn't do as well as Frozen. That is a BS excuse to me because, because I say, well, put her merch out there everywhere and people will feel subconsciously like, oh, I should be buying it. You guys mm-hmm. also made Frozen that big because you because of, you put the money in. You put the money in. And that's what makes that big. So pe- organization it starts with them and then it will trickle down to the rest of society. So they normalize it and then everyone, all the pageant fans or just people as a whole in general will normalize it and accept it more. So another example of what we've been seeing is our current Miss Universe. And Mm -hmm. all of the backlash that she has gotten because her body has changed from Miss Universe to now, which, Mm -hmm. by the way, like mentioning someone's size or whatever is just so disrespectful in general, like and then in the comments and like people are just trolling Mm -hmm. and just rude. Um, And I'm sure you've seen the comments and things that people have been saying about her, which is so sad because one It is nearly impossible to maintain the body that you have when you're competing, when you're under a strict diet or something like that, because we think that we're supposed to look that way. Um, So you go from working out twice a day, a restricted amount of calories, walking 10,000 steps every single day to going back to regular eating, maybe going to the gym four times a week, Mm -hmm. you know, just like normal, normal life stuff. Your body mm-hmm. is obviously going to change because of that one. Right. And even if it changes to the point where like, okay, you gained 40 pounds, like, okay. <laughs> like that's, th- this girl is literally being harassed in comments I know. because of her size. And I think what
1: I, I think this also though goes to like what we talked about earlier that obviously then if she gained weight after being crowned, what women are doing to prepare for the pageant stage is unsustainable and not something that should even necessarily be happening. Mm -hmm. Like if that's not a livable size, like why are we making women feel like they need to, they have to do this before Mm -hmm. they get on the pageant stage? Like she should have been comfortable. We as like society and pageantry should have made people comfortable enough to like, where she could be herself and just be on stage and no one would troll because she won as she was.
0: Right. A hundred percent. Um, So any haters out there to Miss Universe, you guys can all suck it because you suck. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly like and, uh, Yeah. And I'm glad I saw a clip. She kind of made, she kind of said something about it. when Um, She was on stage at Miss USA, I think prelims. They brought okay. her out and she said something like, um you guys know what I'm talking about and she paused oh, yeah. yeah and i'm like yeah. she's talking about the comments because there's been so much like speculation about her because she's and it's like any woman it's like you gain weight and people are like wait what's what? going on what's going on it's like okay and then if you lose weight it's like applauded so that's like the yes. flip side of that too and that's why it's so important mm-hmm. to watch your language and that's something that i'm learning too because If I unless someone has a goal to lose weight and they have expressed that to me and they're vocal and they're vocal about it, then I feel comfortable being like, okay, girl, like I see you lost weight because you because that's your goal. But I think when we are talking about it and no, they never expressed to you that they were trying to lose weight and that's not their goal. We need to stop applauding that and being so excited like, oh, my God, yes, you, you know, you're so skinny, even though like I play around and talk like that literally all the time. But that's because that is something that at the end of the day is a rooted insecurity within myself. And I can acknowledge that. It's like I talk about skinny legend, skinny queen. I want to be see through. You look, oh, you look so skinny because that's Mm -hmm. something that's like brainwashed in my head to feel to want to look or feel like that. Um, So just watching your language, too. I think Mm -hmm. it's a big thing too.
1: Well, and yeah, you don't know why someone is losing weight. Like, are you applauding an eating disorder? Are you applauding, um, like a serious health condition that you don't know about and they're embarrassed about? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Like there's plenty of things that you have no idea that's going on with someone Right. are they like really suffering from mental health and haven't been eating and taking care of themselves? Like losing weight does not mean that they're getting healthy necessarily. Right. Exactly.
0: Um, so kind of a switching gears, we're still going to talk about Miss USA, but now it's the the drama. So when I asked, I had asked <laughs> on my Instagram, I was like, any questions that you have for Emma for when talking about body, body image, anything about pageantry, um, and most of the things were like your guys' take on the Miss USA <laughs> drama. Um, and uh, so I know the T. So if you're not super familiar with what's going on, basically we won't talk about the other drama because that's like lawsuits, I feel like. <laughs> but the drama that's happening right now is um people, contestants, people feel like the pageant may have been fixed or rigged for um the Miss Texas to win the pageant and people will, you know, have their receipts. They're going on Instagram lives. It is messy in the pageant world, which is so funny because when I think about the grand scheme of things, nobody cares except us. <laughs> like, like when you think about it, I don't even no. know how many viewers even watch Miss USA, especially now that it's on FYI. It's expensive and it's all expensive. your money. <laughs> it's, it's expensive to watch. So I think it's just hilarious that, like, I we feel so invested in it. And then really, like, anyone else walking down the street is like, Oh, I do not even know Miss USA still happened. <laughs> like <laughs> Right. <laughs> that so, too. Yeah. So kind of just going over our overall thoughts about what you've heard or seen. How do you feel about everything?
1: I think the first thing I'm going to say is,
0: are people really
1: surprised? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like forever, it's been like well known that directors and staff, have end of day decision for who is crowned. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't a secret to me and I've never competed at Miss USA. Like I knew that. So like, I just don't know why it like, and it's written into the
0: contracts and I, I mean, yes. you signed, like, it, it, so. I signed. And I signed it twice. I went to Miss Teen USA and Miss USA, um, 2013 and then 2020 Miss USA, And it is literally in there that they can determine like who's in the top 15 or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I already knew. And if I'm being honest, that makes sense. If you own a business, damn straight, I'm trying to pick who I want to, to represent it. (laughs) Like, you know, to some degree.
1: Well, and the other thing is, is like judges matter and you want it to be like an unbiased opinion, but we have seen many times where the judging panel doesn't reflect what, the organization wants Mm -hmm. and what they need in a title holder and they don't know what the person's actually like so at the end of the day the organization is working with the girl for the rest of the year they're giving them this privacy package like no it shouldn't be rigged but at the same time you're applying for a job and the directors do have a say in that so i like my i just Mm, I'm not surprised and I don't
0: know why people necessarily are so surprised. Right, yes and I feel like what's funny is how how fast people kind of switched up and I think people are talking about the organization more than Arbany herself, the <coughs> Miss USA yeah. um, but it's like because she was the person like the, fa- the I would say like the fan favorite. As soon as she was crowned <laughs> Miss Texas, people were like that's our next Miss Universe, like they were jumping the gun um, and then now it feels like There's a lot of backlash, but I do think it's more towards the organization than her herself. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think it's hard to separate it because at the end of the day, she is the face of the organization. So when Mm -hmm. you're the face of it, you do feel all of the backlash by -hmm. yourself. Like even when 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 Elle, when when Chesley passed, I remember Mm -hmm. reaching out to her, to Elle, because I wanted her to know like, you are not doing anything wrong. Like, because mm-hmm. basically people were upset that the, the page hadn't posted yet, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like Elle does not deserve to get all that backlash off of something so sad and traumatizing for right. so many people because she's the current face of Miss USA. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. that's the hard part about like what what's hard about what's going on is because I don't think people are directly attacking Arbany, but I do think because of the circumstances, it probably feels like that.
1: Right. And at the end of the day, if you're saying, oh, it was unfair and it was rigged, it's going to make you feel like you didn't deserve to win or mm-hmm. people think you didn't deserve to win. And even if that's targeted at an organization, that's still you they're talking about. They're still yeah. saying, like, I mean, not comparatively, but I had some people saying that, like, I got the title that I got just because of sympathy. And it was the, like a, like, handed to me just because like they felt bad or it was like a token piece because mm-hmm. I was plus size. And so like feeling like no matter who it's directed at, feeling like people don't think that you deserve, like should have been the winner. Like it makes you feel bad. Right. No matter
0: what. And no matter what, when I was, when I won Miss Washington Teen USA, I remember this vividly. One of the first comments I got when they posted my official picture on Facebook back when that was popping, um, they posted and someone commented affirmative action. So basically just saying that I won just because they needed a token you know, type of situation. Um, And I'm like, first of all, I've done this since I was a little baby. I know what I'm doing in this Mm -hmm. passion game. So to discredit someone's win by whatever the case may be in this case, particularly for Miss USA, these allegations of it being fixed, I do really feel bad for her because I'm like the, the girl, she was eating, eating people up. She did really well. Yeah. She so like she, she was very impressive all
1: week. Her wardrobe was on point.
0: Mm-hmm. Like she's a cool person. And so I don't know. And it's, it's hard to, because this whole time we've kind of been talking about um, advocating for yourself and being an advocate and, Um, platforms and stuff so that's where it's mixed because of course i do admire people for coming forward and telling their testimony basically and i think that everyone should be encouraged to do that even if you're going head to head with a big organization like a miss usa if you feel like there's been fraud if you feel like there's been misconduct whatever the case may be you have every right to speak your truth and to stand up for yourself and your um peers so I do applaud the women for doing that. So I wanted to say that too, just because I feel like there's so many mixed feelings with what's going on. Um, and yeah. I think it's easy to understand and agree with both sides at the same time.
1: And I think that's where you and I both stand is that there's truth to both sides. And it's not that I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like miss USA, they really messed up this time. Cause I'm like, it, it's, it's, been known Mm -hmm. is in the contract. (laughs) Yeah. And at the same time, like girls are a lot, I I'm so sick of like this, like concept and pageantry and modeling that you are, should be fearful to speak out if you are mistreated Mm -hmm. because you'll get canceled or blacklisted. Like, I'm so sick of that. And I've been in that position a lot of times where I feel like I couldn't have spoken out because I, I And making a big deal or i'm a problem person or whatever because i didn't want to be that Mm -hmm. Um, so i think it's just a happy medium
0: yeah for sure i think so many people feel like that in this industry with this one specifically it's like it took me i feel like well i feel like during my reign i showed my personality the whole time Miscongeniality. so i mean obviously right (laughs) so i definitely did that but it is a difference between being after being a title holder, you feel a lot more free. Like even me doing this podcast. Like if I did this mm-hmm. podcast while I was a title holder, I wouldn't see it a, a lick of a cuss word. Are you kidding me? Like right, you know that you just would not yeah. act the same. So I do mm-hmm. think people get a little bit more gusto after they are done with what they need to do, which is mm-hmm. fine because I think some of the things that I've seen is like people saying oh, they're just mad they didn't win or they're just looking for attention or et cetera. More than that. And it's more more than that. And I think what people don't get to, it's like when you're in a position of where you are not in the position of power and you're trying to win something or you feel like you're kind of down here, you are Mm -hmm. going to act a certain way. Like you're not Mm going to feel all confident to be like, hey, I don't why is she getting special special treatment? Why is this happening? You're not gonna say that in the moment. Like be real. Right. Because I'm like most people have a hard time even ordering something, ordering off the menu or making a dentist appointment. So but those same yeah. those same people want to be like, well you should have said something when you were there. Girl, what who was gonna say something when they were there? Let's well just be and real. you're
1: still hoping that you're gonna win. You're yeah. like, oh if I say something are they gonna like label me like hard to work with? Mm-hmm. And then naughty and then take me off like a chance to win. Like, you don't want to like hurt your chances.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So you're in a tough position, but on the flip side, it's funny because when I talk about this, I feel so flip floppy because it's <laughs> like, you feel like this and you feel like this on the flip side of that. I just hope the girls that are speaking up and stuff are doing it in the intention of really trying to make a difference and stand up for what is right and not for just attention in this time being because of the fact that, you know, a lot of eyes are on you at this moment um, mm-hmm. and so not, not just clout chasing for personal gain, but using the attention because you want to make it better for your class or the class after you at Miss USA. And then not even mm-hmm. just pageantry, but just in general, showing people like you can stand up for what you believe in. I just mm-hmm. hope it's not something that's with ill intent, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I hope
1: that with the op- the potential opportunity to change the organization more things are brought up besides it be like this, like the rigged accusation. Mm -hmm. Like this is a perfect opportunity to call out the organization for the lack of inclusion and diversity Mm -hmm. on their state and say, like, if you're having girls compete at state, but you refuse to crown any state title holder, like that's an issue that can be addressed as well. And it's, I think, holding like the organization accountable just for, moving forward in a positive direction all around mm-hmm. because, you know, we've seen so many other things that people have complained about this year, prior years. It's like, okay, take all of these things and just move forward to be better
0: in multiple facets, not just addressing like this one accusation. Right. The, the last thing any of us want is, and I was saying to my friend about this, I'm like, the way the direction of it is like, you can, the last thing I want is Miss USA to be in a ballroom at a hotel and it's just live streamed like on (laughs) pageantvision.com. And that's, and that's it, you know, like we cannot go from Fox to streamed online in a ballroom at a hotel, you know? So I'm hoping that this changes.
1: (laughs) Well, and I think what would help it get back on Fox is that celebration of inclusivity and celebrating people more and like
0: things we've already talked about that need to change. Exactly.
1: Like, make it relevant again to people
0: everywhere. Right. Um. So I wanted to go. I have like three submissions that people have sent in, like stories. So the <laughs> first one says, "I like to think I have a positive outlook on my body image, but sometimes I find myself critiquing my body. My waist should be thinner. No more tummy flab, etc. What triggers mm-hmm. it most is working in the entertainment industry and going into a fitting where you're struggling to fit their biggest size." For all the positive affirmations I say about my body, I feel like they can't match up with the feeling of not fitting. How would you approach this? So I think for, like for me, when it comes to like, okay, since I work at Disney, then we have our costumes and our costume sizing is just one, just not accurate. And they also only go up to a certain size. And that Mm -hmm. size for most of the costumes is a size eight, which is small. Like what, like you can only be a max size eight in some of these costumes. Um, and I have seen people get disapproved from roles because they, what they say, their silhouette doesn't match up with everyone else's, which our char- the characters that we're doing, like these dance characters aren't real. Like sometimes I'm a flower, sometimes, right. sometimes I'm a shell, a seashell, like, it's just like, they're not a real thing. So therefore it doesn't matter what size the person is um so and i've dealt with that at work too where i'm like i don't i'm barely fitting in this costume i need you to add an extra inch and it feels so like oh you just oh that's bad you know you got to add some more material and it's like okay just add the material and call it a day um so when it comes to that like how you would approach that feeling it's it's hard it's like you almost have to like i get like the affirmations and stuff and that that does help like almost fake it till you make it type of situation. But Mm. also I think it just takes time really Mm -hmm. to like really feel confident in your own skin. If that's not like you said, you grew up confident. I grew up very confident, but that's just not everyone's case. So I feel like that does just take time, honestly. Yeah.
1: I would say, I mean, I've gone to plenty of things where I don't fit even going to the store and like you pick up your like very, Used size is the same size you buy and so many other things and you can't even get it on. Like mm-hmm. that's disheartening no matter what. Yeah. Um And I think it's about being able to not, and I know it's so hard to say, but like not take it personally, like you not fitting into that is not like an attack on you, a critique on you. Like that garment is that garment. Like it's separate from you. Mm. And it's even like, if it is like a fitting for something that's important, like maybe that's just not meant for you. And I know that's like hard to like say and to like put into practice. Cause it's like, okay, if you don't fit into something for a job you really want, like that sucks. But like at the same time, just knowing that
0: it's not determinative of your worth. right? It's, it's separate from you. I love that a hundred percent. Like you don't, you don't need to fit that they need to, first of all, people need to stop making pieces to fit into bodies and do it like vice versa, especially big right. companies like like Disney. <laughs> I'm like, make the costume right. after I come in. <laughs> like, don't get right. me to it. So another topic for another Logically, time. right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, the next one. When I competed, one judge's feedback for me was too soft, needs to tighten up the legs. But it made me realize that size didn't matter and people will always have something to say. Period. And, and that itself right there shows that like when we're talking about are you discounted as soon as you even come on the stage because of someone's size. And most mm-hmm. of the time is 100% yes. Like the fact right. that the comments are too soft needs to tighten up legs. It's like. That's his problem. That's his problem. problem. And this person was probably literally working their ass off before the pageant because that's what most people think we have to do to get mm-hmm. to our smallest size or get to our most fit, quote unquote, most fit self. So I'm mm-hmm. sure this person was working out a lot. And then you get to that point and someone is still like, oh, too soft. Ooh, yes. What? Right. No, yeah.
1: literally, I have like, I always tell myself this, like people are going to judge you no matter what. So you might as well just be comfortable and happy and do what you want. Like you might as well, because no matter what you do, no matter how perfect you think you look, like everyone is critiqued. You've seen every Miss USA who's like the ideal of beauty, like to a lot of people get ripped to shreds Mm -hmm. over everything. So it's like the most beautiful models like people think like everyone
0: is critiqued. Yeah. So you might as well just Say, fuck it. Might as well just enjoy the fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're they're there. Honestly. They're basically just fans at this point.
1: Okay, the, this la- point. <laughs>
0: the last one. As someone who just competed in Miss USA and has done Miss Teen USA before, I found that the teen competition seemed to significantly influence eating disorders and the fear mm-hmm. of gaining weight more for myself and other girls who also experienced both. Now coming out of Miss, I have less of an issue with food and positive body image but what advice do you have for women to feel comfortable in the process of gaining weight, especially after receiving praise for being thin? Also love you. Oh, love you too. (laughs) But, um, coming. Okay. This is a really good one. And I do love the fact that this person was like, they feel more confident now. So I'm glad that there was that transition because you Mm kind of low key you would think it'd be opposite just because now you're going from, you know, just leggings and a, you know, in a sports bra for the active wear to a full on swimsuit Mm -hmm. in front of everybody. So I'm glad that that was like opposite for some people. They feel more confident today, but when it comes to, we kind of already, you know, touched on this of getting high praise for being so thin. Mm -hmm. Um, Luckily for like for, luckily for me, I have friends that hype me up at any stage. Like if I'm losing weight, they're like, Oh period. If I'm thicker, they're like, Oh, our thick queen. Like there's, (laughs) there's both anyway. Um, but I think, first of all, you have to recognize that you are just going to gain weight after Miss USA. So let's just keep it 100. That's just going to happen. So you just have to be accept that, be comfortable with that, and just know that that is totally fine. Um, I think for me, it's one of those things that I'm just like, this is, this is what it is. I got rid of um, some of my Miss USA wardrobe because, one, I just didn't need it anymore. But then, two, I'm like... Okay, why am I trying to fit into some pants? Like why am I trying so hard to fit back into some pants that just is not meant for me in this season? If I got back mm-hmm. to them if I got back to that size, okay. If I didn't, okay. Like I'm over here holding on to pants like a trophy. Second. So <laughs> I want to get back in those. I've been, into these. I've been in these. It's like it just gets to a point where it gets ridiculous. So I would say, like, one, just accept the fact that your body's going to change. Whether you do pageants or not, whether you're training for something or not, your body is going to change regardless of the fact just because we are growing people, especially women. Um, so that is just more of an acceptance and just being like, I'm still that girl no matter what. So I think that's like my biggest tip bit of advice is just accept the fact that it's going to happen. And it's, and it's okay that it's going to happen. It's fine. You're going to be good girl. I promise.
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so important. And like, I think if you don't have the support system, like, I think the biggest thing is like being able to like take a step back and, and realize that you're taking care of yourself. I think because we have associated like, gaining weight with being unhealthy. Like if you're still taking care of yourself, remember, like, then this is what your body is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Like it's normal and it's okay. And if this is what healthy looks like on your body right now, like it's okay.
0: Yeah. And another thing that I was thinking about was like quarantine. So people felt like, oh, they gained weight during the quarantine because we were all in the house. People (laughs) were tweeting things like "Um, your body got you through the pandemic. So that's, That itself is already like an accomplishment itself. So instead of worrying about so much like, oh, I gained weight or because I've been sitting in the house. Think about so many people, thousands of people are literally dying from this illness. And therefore, Mm -hmm. you should be happy that your body is powerful enough to keep you safe and healthy. Well, thank you so much. I do want to end on one question. What's a message you want to have? um, What's a message you want to leave listeners with when it comes to body image?
1: That it's an ongoing relationship, and that not every day is perfect. But learning to not feel like you always have to change yourself to be acceptable and meet societal standards, and learning to just love whatever your body needs for itself at that time is the most important thing.
0: Awesome, thank you. I usually end on Imani's final notes, but Imani's my, final thoughts. But I'm going to end that with Emma's final thoughts because. Ding, ding, ding. That was perfect. Thank you so much for joining me today. I can't wait to have you come out in LA and sit right next to me in the studio. But thank you for that important, amazing conversation. I think um, anyone even outside of pageantry can really benefit from what we were talking about today. And even if you don't know pageantry, but you want to hear a little bit of tea about what's going on, then we got you covered with that too. So thank you. Just overall, thank you so much for joining me today, girl.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we were able to make this happen. Yay.
0: All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening and watching today's podcast. Make sure you rate it five stars. And I will see y'all next week. Bye. Hello, dear Imani.